Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. St. Emma of Austria. A girl was dead, violated and killed. The man who had killed her was being hunted by the soldiers and by the hounds. He'd be caught, there was no question of that. The man was my cousin, Gustav, a nobody. Nobody like me. And like the rest of us who worked and slaved 12 hours a day in the copper mines owned by my lord William who lived with his wife, my lady Emma, in the big castle overlooking the woodlands. Will. Will, darling. Emma, not now, not now. Something awful's happened. What is it? Emma, I beg you, the matter is too indelicate for discussion. A man has committed a dreadful crime and we are looking for him. Please don't ask me any more questions. The hounds never fail. They found my cousin Gustav hiding in a cave. Oh, they found him all right. Uh, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Listen to me. I, I, I'm a good man. I have a wife and children. Now, please, please, listen. This, the girl, she was no good. She, she tempted me. She was wicked, and she, she tempted me. No, no, please, don't take me away. Don't take me away. But they took him away. They took him to my lord's castle and put him in a dungeon. Because I was an overseer of my lord's copper mines, I gained audience with him and pleaded for my cousin Gustav. I am sorry, Max. The girl was no good, my lord, a slut. A child, a child of 13. Who knew enough, who knew how to flaunt herself. A child, nevertheless. 
A child with a drunken mother and a drunken father. She tempted a decent man. A decent man would not have surrendered to temptation. But he's a good fellow, a hard worker. He takes care of his family. And he has brought dishonor to them. Give him another chance. Max, did he give that little girl? My lord. Everyone in the village feels the way I do. They don't blame him for what he did. They want him set free. I want him punished. What will happen to him? He will be executed. By my lord's order. By my order. And never mind his family's grief. He should have thought about his family when he committed his crime. Is it right, darling? Right? Is what right? To put that man to death. Emma, why must you talk about it? I must, Will. Is it right to take this life? A life that belongs to God? Emma. Emma, a man who is capable of a crime like that is capable of doing it again. Now, he must be removed from society. He's a menace to it. But to put him to death... My dear, it has to be that way. He should be removed from society, yes. Put away, perhaps. Put away for life, if you like. But given a lifetime to repent and make his peace with God. He will make his peace with God just before he is executed. He will have a priest. Will, do we really have the right to take his life? He took one. He took a child's life. In a moment of passion and panic. But you will take his life in calm deliberation. In calm and cold-blooded revenge. Then let it be revenge. Let us avenge that poor child whom no one seems to think about. Darling, that's not fair. No. I'm sorry. And another thing. I intend to put her parents in jail for their neglect of her. I'm told the child was a wanton. For that, I blame her parents. And they shall be punished as they deserve. Will, I don't know what to say. These things are always so sad. Emma, I am thinking of that child. A little girl who never had a chance and whose life was snuffed out by this monster. Will, no, 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 not a monster. A weak, a misguided human being. Who killed another human being and forfeited his life and forfeited his own right to live. Emma, this is my decision. A terrible one, darling. A just one. Will, at least search your heart. Pray, pray. This burden of judgment rests on you. You must pray to do right, to be guided to judge in the right. My dear, lovely, saintly Emma, you pray so well. So go to the chapel and pray for that little girl's eternal life. Oh, my Lord, my Lord Jesus. What is right and what is wrong in this case? Is there room for compassion for this man who must die? There must be, because I feel pity for him. Have we the right to take his life, the life you gave him, Lord? And should we take his life, shall we do wrong in your sight, Lord? Shall we have sinned? William, 
sentenced my cousin Gustav to be executed on a Saturday morning in the public square so that all the village could witness. I stood beside my cousin Gustav's wife as the executioner raised his big double-bladed axe. Steady woman. Don't even look. Good morning. My Lord William. Good morning, Max. And a beautiful Sunday morning for a horseback ride to church, my Lord. Yes, indeed it is. I noticed my lady and your sons passing by a little while ago in their carriage. Oh, what fine-looking boys they are. Yes, I'm very proud of them. And splendid engineers and well-suited to the responsibility you give them of managing your affairs at the mines. Yes, Max, they do very well. You must be very satisfied to have two such lovely sons. Oh, but forgive me for delaying you, my lord. You're on the way to church, of course. Good day to you, sir. Good day, Magnus. Sunday, the day of rest. Sunday, the day after Gustav had been executed. Later that day... Milady Emma took a walk, as she did almost every Sunday, to the edge of the castle grounds to enjoy the peaceful view of the river. Oh! Oh, forgive me, my lady. I thought I was alone. I'm sorry I sounded so startled. You are... Max, my lady. Oh, yes, of course. And here I am. Trespassing. Oh, that's all right, Max. Please don't think about it. My lady's very kind and very generous. And very sad. Sad? Oh, oh yes, of course, my lady's thinking of what happened to my cousin Gustav yesterday. How is his wife? His widow. Oh, yes, I, I meant widow. Well, you can imagine how she is, left with four children and no means of support. Please tell her I'm going to help her. Help her? Food, clothes, some money. It's a poor substitute for a husband. But she will appreciate my lady's generosity, I'm sure. I grieve for her. Well, she'd be glad to know that, I feel certain. Ah, look, look, I was, was wondering who they were. <laughs> two young men swimming in the river. Your two sons, my lady. They are very active. And what fine swimmers. How you must love them. My lady. Yes, very much. Look at them. Each of them, every inch a prince. What a future they have. All this wealth, all this power and glory. Imagine, my lady, they'll have the power of, of life and death over the rest of us, like your husband has. Yes. You are very bitter, aren't you, Max? And it was no accident you were here, was oh, it? Oh, yes, yes, my lady. But I dare accost the mistress of this castle. You had better go, Max. I'm sorry. Please go. My lady, forgive me. Oh, dear Lord. Remove this hatred that has taken hold of this man's heart. 
Dear Lord, look upon this man with all thy compassion, and let the light of thy love for all mankind shine upon him, and soften his heart that he may dwell in thy house. I am the one to talk. Let me talk. Talk, Max. Talk. Twenty of us. Twenty good friends gathered together in the little village tavern on a fine Sunday evening. All neighbors. Many of us related. And all friends. And we know why we are here, don't we? We know. And we know what we are going to do. And when we are going to do it. We're going to do it tomorrow. Monday. And where are we going to do it? At the mines, in the dusk. And we shall do it without remorse. And without mercy. We shall do it when the two young lords make their daily inspection before riding home to their castle. Tell when and we'll do it. All of us, in unison. So that no man shall be less guilty than the rest. In unison, we'll wipe out what happened to Gustav. An eye for an eye. Let the fine lord and the fine lady up at the castle know what it means to grieve the way Gustav's widow grieves and the way his children grieve. Let the fine lord and his fine lady know what it means to suffer as they've never suffered before. We'll teach them how to suffer! I can't sleep. What's the matter? I don't know. I'm afraid. Of what? I don't know. I'm just afraid. Maybe maybe it has to do with Max and the, the way he sounded when he talked to me. Emma, we are all disturbed. One can't see a man die without feeling something. Especially when he, he dies like that. I, I too am disturbed. But we'll get over it. I'm thinking of his wife and the children and and what she must be going through. What a terrible thing for her. I'll go to see her in a few days. I think I should see her too soon, though. Well, think of something else now. Try to sleep. Think, Think of the summer that's ahead. Of our trip to Rome. Just you and I and the two boys. Think about that, Emma. I'll try. Oh, yes, there was vengeance in the air. It communicated itself, and the lady in the castle heard it. And then the morning came. And the long day started. A day to be lived through. A day of sweat and toil with your lungs choked up from the dust and grit of the mines but a day that had to draw to a close with the coming of dusk and with what was to be. When I move, you all move. They're coming through the tunnel now, the two young lords. Watch me and then move.
not true. Tell me it's not true. Will. What? Oh, my God. No, my Lord, you accuse unjustly. Tell your soldiers to set me free. It was not I. Listen, my Lord. There were some of us in number seven tunnel. It was dark, and we couldn't see anything. But we heard sounds of violence, and we ran to see what it was. We we found your two sons. And then, then we divided, and we searched, looking for the assassins, but we found no one. My Lord, I swear this to be the truth. Take him away. I'll deal with him later. And all the rest of them. All of them. All 20 who work in that shaft. Them and their families. I'll destroy them. Obliterate them. You sit there and you say nothing, Emma. Say something. What is there to say? I've been praying. Praying? Praying will not bring back our sons. No. Nothing will ever bring them back. Nothing will ever bring them back. And still you pray. Pray for what? For strength. To go on living? Oh, we live, Emma. People always go on living, no matter what. I pray for the, the strength to pray for the man who killed my son. For the strength to feel compassion for them. Will, don't look at me as if you think I've lost my reason. Haven't you? Will, what are you going to do with these men? It's all been done. All 20 of them and their families are in the dungeon. Oh, I have no immediate plans for their execution. Oh, no. No, not yet. Not for a long time. And when the time for execution does come, believe me, Emma, they'll be grateful. They'll be grateful, even for the executioner's block. Now, don't look so horrified. You torture the innocent as well as the guilty, and then kill them? We like barbarians. I am dealing with barbarians. Oh, I can only go on praying, Will. Oh, Lord, I need thy grace. I need thy love in order to manifest my own. My sons have been taken from me in violence. And yet, before they were mine, they were yours, and still are yours. And so the ultimate punishment for those who killed them must remain in thy hands, not in ours. Who are we to assume thy wrath, almighty God? without bringing thy wrath upon our own heads. Oh, Lord, let my husband see the light of truth. For this I pray. Emma? Yes? I've been looking for you. They said you were out here. They say this is where you spend all of your time. Near my son's. Near their graves. Come. I am content here. We've become like strangers, Emma. I'm told some of the prisoners have become sick. One has died. Is it true? 
I believe so. How did the rest survive? Three months now. Three months in that dungeon. How do they survive? Let the innocent ones go. Do that much. Would that bring you back to me, Emma? Well, I'm more concerned about you coming back to God. Let the innocent go free. I had already decided to. Oh, thank God. Emma, your point of view has disturbed me. And so have your prayers. All right. I hold 20 men in the dungeon. Each had a part in the killing of our sons. What do you think should be done with them? I don't know, Will. I only know they should not be executed. You're so sure of that? Yes. And I'm not. And so I'm going to the highest authority and ask advice. I'm going to seek advice in Rome. Now, is that fair enough? Oh, yes, Will. Yes. And will you go with me? Perhaps not, Will. I'm not sure. I I don't want to go too far from this place. Think about it. And you will free the families of those men now? This day, if it will make you happier. Twenty of us who were guilty, and our innocent wives and children, had lost count of time. We had forgotten the daylight. Darkness had become the natural thing for us. Darkness, the stench, and the sickness. And then the sound came through the blackness. The glimmer of a lantern through the dark. And we could make out the forms of soldiers in the form of my Lord William. And each of us thought this was the day of execution. And some of us thanked God. Silence! My Lord has a word to say. I have chosen to come myself. I have chosen to tell you myself what is to be said. It is this. All the women here and their children are free. My lord, my lord. Silence! They may leave now. The other 20 of you will remain here. Your fate is no longer in my hands or by my decision. I am going to Rome to ask advice. It will be a good month or more before I come back. I would suggest that in that time you make your peace. I was told six weeks later when I was dragged out of the dungeon by guards and brought before the Lady Emma. The daylight. My lady, forgive me. If I open my eyes, the light cuts like a knife. But to stand up once more without chains on my legs, to feel like a man again, to breathe clean air, even this just before execution is something. You are not going to be executed. Madam, I beg you, I beg for death. No more of the dungeon, no more of it, my lady, I beg you. I am setting you free, all of you. Free? Setting us free? My husband is dead. He died on his way back from Rome. As yet, I don't know what he was told to do about you. I may never know. So I am going to free you. Not because you are worthy of it, but because I'm not sure. In any case, I am freeing you in my husband's name. I think that is what he must want now, now that he's gone to the Heavenly Father. 
You did a terrible thing, Max. And you must live with it. And you must answer for it. Not to me, but to our Lord. You may go now. What are you doing here, Max? Planting flowers, my lady. Flowers for the graves of the two boys. I will tend them. They are very beautiful. You look ill, Max. My my dreams are nightmares, my lady. What I did haunts me. I dare not go into the mines where it happened. So I don't work because there is no work except in the mines. And the others feel the way I feel. What is done is done, Max. It cannot be undone. But there will be work for you and the others. And for a good many more. I am going to build a monastery. A monastery and a church in gratitude. Gratitude, my lady. You have nothing to be grateful for. Oh, but I have. I am grateful to our Lord for the strength he gave me. For the strength to let go of any bitterness and hatred of mine might have let grow inside me. He gave me the strength to feel compassion for you and the others. To forgive you. Forgive? Forgive us? I thank God that I can. And that I do. Oh. Father in heaven. I'm in the presence of a saint. She founded a church and a monastery in sight of where her two sons had been murdered. She built them to the glory of God and his love for man and dedicated the rest of her life to him, Saint Emma. listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine, Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria 
at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.